Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. As we continue with our Global News Money 123 series, I want to touch on something that we talk a lot about, the gender pay gap. But do we look at that, how it relates to net nest egg inequality because if there's a gender pay gap then probably women are going to be saving less than men alana sean wetter is an investment advisor at bc-based blue shore financial she joins us today hello alana Hi, thank you for having me on the show today. I'm glad we're having this conversation because we often just talk about the gender pay gap and we don't think about what that long-term implication is, especially when it comes to saving. Why is it important that we focus on the difference between what men manage to save and what women manage to save? Well, it's a very important subject because the implications are quite significant. Um, When you start to look at the effect that compound interest has on a lesser savings rate, um, over a number of years, we start to see a difference that can equate to tens of thousands of dollars, in some cases, hundreds of thousands of dollars in the final results of those savings. And so, of course, when you have less assets to start out with, uh, you know, on a monthly basis, it may not seem like a big deal. You might only be saving a few hundred dollars less than your male counterpart. But fast forward 20 years and the impact that that has on your savings and particularly on the amount that you will then have available towards retirement becomes very significant. I guess the other thing to consider is women, I know it's changing, but women tend to live longer than men as well, don't they? We absolutely do. I'm very happy to say I have a number of ladies in my practice that are in the mid-90s and they still live alone and they are sharp as fiddles and show absolutely no sign of slowing down. So on average, we we expect to see a woman live uh, to be 90 years old. Now, as I mentioned, in some cases we're starting to see uh, that extended. Men's life expectancy is into the mid-80s and so not only do we start out with less savings, but we need that income to last that much longer so you start out with less you need to get so much more out of it 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 can definitely make a huge impact on the amount that you actually have available to you on a monthly basis so we know it's important that well everyone sets aside money for the future and the fact there's this inequality that women it's got to be even more important but so for women who are investing what is some of the advice you give them especially when it comes to where they should be investing Well, women by nature, we tend to be a little bit more conservative than our male counterparts. And as a result of that, when you are more conservative with your savings, you tend to end up with slightly lower rates of return than if you were more comfortable venturing a little bit into more growth-oriented areas. And part of the reason that we are not comfortable is lack of knowledge. You know, money is one of those things that we are not taught at school. I have clients that have multiple PhDs, extremely educated in these specific fields, and yet they have no idea how money works. So I think the key and the best message that I can give to all of the women out there that are listening is take the time to find out more. The more knowledge you have, the more comfortable you will become and you will need to save less to produce the same final result than if you were with a much lower uh, yielding portfolio. So don't be afraid. You have it within you. The intelligence is there. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. Little bite-sized pieces at a time, I like to say to my clients, but get more comfortable, get the knowledge so that you can make good decisions for yourself. 
Ilana, tell me about the spousal RRSP and why some couples should probably aren't using it to their benefit. Well, if you have a couple where the man, for example, or the woman for that matter, is earning more, Mm -hmm. um, the the savings rate is going to be uh, different between the couple. And so when you come to draw money out in retirement, if one has a much larger RRSP than the other, um, you know, we... From a, from a tax planning point of view, it makes more sense if you can try and equalize the sources of income that you have available. Now, we do have income splitting abilities uh, right now, but who's to say that will be around in 10 years or in 20 years when you actually come to retire? So, again, my suggestion to couples that I work with is try and make sure that you allocate some money towards a spousal RRSP for the lower saving or lower earning spouse so that when you do come to draw money out in retirement, you have more or less equal pools of capital from which to draw an income. We don't like to think of uh, a spouse dying, but if we're talking about women living longer and if they lose their partner, that doesn't necessarily mean suddenly all their costs are cut down by half. They still have a lot of expenses to be aware of, right? Absolutely. It's probably one of the biggest mistakes that people make when they look at, you know, budgeting for the future and retirement planning. They figure, okay, well, we'll plan for the husband up until this point, And after that, there's a drastic reduction in uh, financial expenses. That is not the case. If you think about things like your home insurance, property taxes, utilities, those are not going to change. Those are going to remain the same. You might find that, you know, your grocery bill might decrease a little bit, but planning for your expenses being reduced in half is an absolute mistake and uh, that does not happen. In fact, in many cases from a tax planning point of view you actually end up with more out-of-pocket expenses as a result of higher taxation and the inability to split um, you know, the income between two spouses. You may find yourself in a higher marginal tax bracket. So do not make the mistake of budgeting for a significant reduction if one of the spouses uh, passes away. Good things to think of. Alana, thanks so much for your time today. It's absolutely my pleasure. Thank you for having me on the show. Alana Shawnwetter, she's an investment advisor at Blue Shore Financial. It is 547.